Well, I have to say, I wish that I could have been in this gospel. I wish I could have been there at that wedding feast. Uh, There's a lot of reasons for that, obviously. You know, it's Jesus' first miracle, at least the one recorded in St. John, uh, Gospel of John. Uh, To hang out with Jesus and the apostles and the Blessed Virgin, that would have been great. But also, St. Thomas Aquinas theorized that this was actually the best wine that's ever existed. Because... (laughs) Those things that are created miraculously are necessarily better than those things that are created naturally. And so for this wine, I I mean, I don't know about you, maybe you've had miraculous wine before, I haven't. So um, anywho, it would have been great to be there. But really, um, this is a beautiful gospel passage, brothers and sisters. Um, And I wanna pull a a few things out of it here for you today. It's talking specifically about marriage. And we recognize the love that Jesus has for marriage as a sacrament. It's one of the seven sacraments. We have baptism, reconciliation, the Eucharist. We have confirmation, holy orders, anointing of the sick, and then marriage. Um, And so we see the love that Jesus has for it. He wants to bless these people in their marriage. And he doesn't do it just a little bit. You know, he doesn't give them some cheap table wine or something like that. No, he gives them the best wine that's ever existed. Uh, and 120 gallons of it. Not bad, huh? Jesus Christ wants to bless your marriage. Jesus Christ wants your marriage to be a sacrament. And so the first thing that I'll say is that if you're in a tough marriage situation right now, you know, if you need that annulment, if you need your marriage blessed because you weren't married in the church, things like that, we're here to help you with that, okay? Don't think we're too busy. Don't think it's going to be too difficult or anything like that. Come and talk to us. We're here to help you guys with that. We're here to help you uh, live a good and holy sacramental marriage because it's through the sacraments that Jesus really gives us his divine life. Uh, And so it's an, an, an important thing to have that sacramental reality in your marriage. And now let's look at this gospel a little deeper. The next point that I want to make to you uh, is the importance that the important role that Mary plays in your marriage. And we look at this gospel and we see that Mary is actually the one that goes to Jesus and says, hey, there's a problem here. It's not the couple themselves going to Jesus and asking for help. I think it's probably unlikely that it was even the couple going to Mary to ask Jesus for help because they didn't know who Jesus was yet, or at least that he could do this type of thing. This was his first miracle. And so we see Mary being the one to first recognize the problem and then go to her son and ask for help on the couple's behalf. And so, brothers and sisters, it's so important for us to have that friendship with Mary. Obviously, Mary was a friend of this couple. They invited her for a reason. And it was through that friendship that she was able to help them uh, with Jesus. And again, it's super important, obviously, for each and every one of us to have that personal friendship with Jesus, or I'm sorry, with Mary. But more importantly, it's important for you to have that in your marriage, to invite Mary to your marriage, to invite Mary into your family, to be a friend of Mary in your home so that she can help you, so that she can intercede for you, and especially so that she can see those problems on the horizon and intercede with Jesus even before you might recognize it yourself. What an important thing that is. And so I would encourage you in your families to pray the rosary together. It's a beautiful devotion. Um, A whole rosary takes maybe 15 or 20 minutes. 
but something very doable in your family. If you do it once a week, maybe. If you can't spare 20 minutes, maybe just say a decade of the rosary together. Start there. Pray as you can, not as you can't. Start with a decade of the rosary. It takes like three minutes. You can do that as a family. You can do that as a married couple. And that'll be a huge boost to have that friendship of Mary in your life. And then finally, the, the, the third point that I want to make to you, and I love to preach about this whenever I celebrate wedding masses, I love to tell the couple this, is that simply by the way that you live your marriage, simply by the way that you love each other, simply by the family that you raise, you will be preaching the gospel. By the love that you have for one another, you will be an image of the Trinity in the world. You will be telling people about God by the way your family lives. And so think of it this way. In the Trinity, we have the first person, the Father, and the Son proceeds from the Father. And then it's the love between those first two persons from which the third person proceeds. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. It's the love between them that produces a third person. Sound familiar? We see that happening in our families. The love between a husband and wife produces another person or persons. What a beautiful thing that is. That in your families, you are an image of God himself, of the Trinity. And so I encourage you to work on your families, work on your marriage, build up intentionally the love that you have between one another. Because we know that good things don't just happen. You don't just get good at school or a sport or a hobby or an activity or your job or whatever it might be. It doesn't just happen on its own. You have to be intentional about it. You have to be working towards something. It's the same in our families, brothers and sisters. We have to be intentional about building up the love in our families. And so, husbands, be intentional about this. Do things for your wives. Serve your wives. Tell your wives that you love them, that they're beautiful. Sacrifice yourself for your wives. Wives, do the same things for your husbands. Tell them that you love them. Support them in their work. Support them in their leadership of your family. Kids, be obedient to your parents. Do what they tell you. Do your homework. Do your chores. All those kinds of things. By doing these things out of love for one another, out of love for the people in your family, you will be building up that reality of the Trinity in your family. And remember, brothers and sisters, that everyone in your family has that responsibility to get each other to heaven. That's what your vocation is. That's what you're here for, is to get yourself and each other to heaven. Do whatever it takes to make that happen. Brothers and sisters, the family unit is the fundamental cell, the fundamental building block of society. If the family is destroyed, society is destroyed. And we see no shortage of attacks on the human family, on marriage, on the sanctity of life. And so today, I just want to mention briefly, uh, on Tuesday, it'll be the 46th anniversary of the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade. Uh, since 1973. Since then, more than 60 million abortions have been done just in this country alone. 
That's 60 million human beings dead because of this evil. Brothers and sisters, we cannot stop praying and standing up for what's right. Now let's be clear. If you've had an abortion, if you've participated in an abortion, there is healing. There's hope. There's forgiveness. There's mercy. And we can help you with that also. But it is our mission to keep standing up and praying for the sanctity of human life, the sanctity of marriage and family. And so let us be strengthened by the sacraments today to fulfill these missions that we have been given, to be the families that Jesus Christ calls us to be, and to open our hearts to him so that he will bless us abundantly as he blessed the couple at Canaan.